welcome to the Watch and Learn Show, where we talk about life lessons we learn from movies new and old, and we have a bit of fun along the way. And now, here's the host, Sky and Dusty. Hey, hey, movie maniacs! My name is Sky, and I'm joined by my brother Dusty as we discuss. Brigsby Bear, the 2017 movie. Now, Dust, I, I have a question for you right here. Um, uh, generally, I, I'd like to think I choose good movies for this podcast, but there have been a couple of real duds recently, right? Um, but what do you think about my choice for this week's movie? Oh, you want me to go first, huh? Yeah. Okay, so I have a lot... Okay, so if you're watching this on YouTube, go to watchandlearnpodcast.com forward slash YouTube. I have my boy, my son's bear. He loves stuffed animals. And I can absolutely see how um, somebody that would grow up not knowing any, not really having any other stimulus out from the outside world or anything outside of them and what it's put in front of them. I can see how they can literally grab onto something and then that's their thing that they grab onto and they stick onto. Um, So... That being said, okay, so as I'm watching this movie, I'm going to take, so I'm also wearing my son's, um, this is a uh, wolf like cap hat I bought for him in Alaska. I'll take that off too. But so as I'm watching this movie, some parts were enjoyable. Some parts were kind of like, oh, you know, this is interesting. Um, Meaning like a little fun at times. I love the explosion scene where he's running and it's exploding. But for some reason, after I got done, I started thinking like, what, what's sticking with me? Like, what is it that I'm not too fond of about this movie? And then I started going down a rabbit hole of checking out reasons why I didn't like the movie. Now, if you remember, last week we did Bloodsport, okay? Bloodsport, we watched the movie, and we've seen it for, you know, uh, what, a couple decades now, watching uh, the movie over and over again. We love Bloodsport. And then come to find out after the fact, you know, 20 years later, it's all based on a allegedly based on a con man's uh, book that he wrote about himself. And it was uh, anyways, long story short, go watch that uh, last episode about blood sport. It was, it was pretty crazy to see all that stuff. And then I'm looking at what this movie is. The Brigsby bear. I'm going to, I'm going to sum it all up really quickly. I really, after I started doing more research, I figured out what was bothering me about this movie. And you're, it's probably going to go way over your head, or you never would have thought of this, but it just it just stuck with me. I started remembering Harvey Weinstein. Do you know who Harvey Weinstein was? Oh yeah, yeah. So big, you know, producer for movies, but he is a bad guy, like literally raping women and all that sort of stuff. Like, wow, that's bad. Um, and do you know who Jeffrey Epstein is? Uh, yes. Yeah. So Jeffrey Epstein, you know, he had a island where he had pedophilia, he had children there, and. Big, important people. If you don't know anything about it, go look it up. You'll find a lot of a lot of crazy stuff about that. Um, they would fly there and have very bad things going, like evil things going on there. Well, apparently he killed himself, but a lot of people say he didn't kill himself. That going on, do you know who Corey Feldman is? Yes. So Corey Feldman, he's an awesome actor. We, we loved watching him in loads and loads of movies. Obviously, Goonies is one of our favorite movies. He was in that. He was like a year ago saying that Hollywood had a pedophilia ring or pedophilia like uh, issues going on. Like it's really, really rampant, really bad. And then do you know who Elijah Wood is? Yes. 
Okay, he's an he's an actor. That's a really good actor. Lots of lots of great movies. Uh, Bilbo, ba- no, not Bilbo. Um, Lord of the Rings. Frodo. Can't remember what his character was. Frodo. So he was saying Hollywood has a pedophilia thing. Has, like all these things are running through my head, and then I started thinking, is this movie? And I'm probably way overshooting it, but this movie could potentially be trying to normalize abducting a kid because he never got you know actually touched and everything like that. It was okay. And then the kid goes back to talks to his dad and his dad's all normal. He's all nice and everything. So the reason why I didn't, I, it was kind of sitting with me weird was th- there was no like, of course, you know, the mom and dad went to prison and they're locked up, which is rightly so. But literally whenever a kid's abducted, it's not that it's almost 99% of the time they're literally abused and taken advantage of. So what I'm seeing in the re- and this is my grade. I'm going to jump right into the grade. So I'm starting this off with a big downer. Hopefully you have you can build this back up. But um, I also watched and I'm I want to we're going to put this inside the YouTube uh, or sorry in our show notes. So there is a video that is on YouTube. YouTube's trying to take it down all the time. It's called Out of the Shadows. It's been viewed by 15 million people. It's basically a Hollywood insider exposing all this stuff. It's like a documentary, like an hour and 20 minute documentary. I was just blown away. It's going down this rabbit trail of all this stuff. And now I'm realizing like, I hate this movie. I hate this movie. Number one, because um, it normalizes what should not be normalized or, you know, at least show says it could be possibly good. And then from there um, it just, the character was rather, he didn't really grow. He just stayed the same. Like you, I know you, you're like, you'd like to see growth. He just stayed the same. And, um, the way the dad, the dad was like, let, son, let me make you be like me as opposed to first thought I was like, I need to go where my son is like what he is interested in. I need to bring myself. To, it, it was just, it was so horribly done. I hated it. I really hated the movie. So all that to say, my goodness, what do you think about the movie? I do not understand anything that you just said. I understand <laughs> it all, but I, none of that resonates you know. with me. Um, I don't understand where you get those ideas from that it normalizes abduction. It's more like oh. the kid was adopted, abducted. He lived 25 years of his life, and then he's set free and everyone's sent to jail. And if you think about the people behind this Mooney, uh, this movie, Kyle Mooney, his friends, they worked on SNL. You've also got... Um, um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the guys who did Into the Spider-Verse and the Lego movie. I mean, you got everybody behind this movie. They're all about characters. They're all about story. This movie was full of story, good character development as well. You can understand the situation. They are reunited with their son, who's 25 years old. They haven't seen him since day one at the hospital. Everything is going to be weird. The dad and mom don't know how to respond, so of course they're going to try to integrate him into their lives, and it makes sense that it would take some time for them to get on page with him. And at the same time, he is growing and he is learning. He's developing friendships. He's learning how to communicate, how to work with others. He's learning um, interpersonal skills and communications and stuff. And he's actually pursuing his dream of continuing a Brigsby Bear. Like you said, he grew up with this. This was his one outlet, the one thing that he's ever had in life other than his, his faux parents, his fake parents. And then so I give this movie an A. I loved it from minute one till the end. Heartfelt the whole time. You see some great innocence from Kyle Mooney, him trying to adapt to this new world, not knowing what's going on. The people around him are trying to help him, but he doesn't really 
maybe doesn't want their help. I mean, he's 25 years old. He knows what he knows already. You know, it's not like he's like a 12-year-old or an 8-year-old right now trying to acclimate. Like, he has his conception, this idea of what the world is like, and then now he's trying to live in this new world that he had no idea about. While everyone else is, they're in the same world they've always experienced. They just have a new member of the family. So I'm blown away by what you said and why... I don't understand why you would read all of those bad things into this feel-good movie. Yeah. Watch the the documentary Out of the Shadows. No, thank you. Oh, I, I mean, I completely understand that it's hard to see this, but just it's like just on, the tip you mentioned of the Jeffrey iceberg. Epstein, there's a Netflix documentary on him. Why would I watch that? It's just all bummer information. Uh, I don't want to be bummed out, so I'm going to skip the documentary too. <laughs> I know a complete. I know I completely what you mean. Um, it's after watching. I, I watched a little bit of the, doc, uh, the the Jeffrey Epstein documentary, like maybe like ten minutes, and it was like I felt so like I can't believe there are so many evil people like this in the world. It was disgusting what they were doing. Out of the shadows is so much along the same lines, but it, it actually says. Oh, so there was a, a stunt man who worked on like, he's a big stunt man. He was actually even got into directing and he got out of that because it was so rampant, like all of Hollywood. I would say all the people who have been in there for many, many years are pretty bad. The people that are coming into it, they don't know what they're getting into, but so we can move on from that. But yeah. So for me, when I see Brigsby or uh, the, the mate, what's the kid's name that, that that's older now, what's his name? James. James. So James, I don't understand how you actually see he got character development. He literally did develop. He just interacted with people. Like he didn't change. He, I, I, I seriously cannot see any change in him because he literally did not, other than experiencing new things, he was still the same, you know, five-year-old kid throughout the entire movie. One track mind. I got to make the movie. I got to make the movie. I got to make the movie and didn't grow. Everybody else grew around him, which is good and understandable, which is should. But he literally did not change. I still don't have any clue how you saw him change. Um, I don't know necessarily that it was changing, but you could see how he was adapting to this new world and making friends and maybe being able to read people better and understand situations better. He was showing a lot of empathy, even at the end of the movie, right, when he's uh, releasing his movie and he's really feeling a lot of anxiety. Will people like it? What if they don't like it? All that kind of stuff. Like he is learning to... uh, I guess, live in this world that he's never known existed before. And so that's maybe it's not super like big change in character development, but at least you could see that he's trying to adapt in this new world. And at the same time, though, trying to hold on to what was central in his life for 25 years. And instead of just going into the world and then forgetting that, leaving that behind, he's got to take something from that past with him now or else who is he, you know? I definitely agree with that. I completely understand. And I could absolutely see somebody put in that situation and getting out of that. Like I said, my kids love their stuffed animals and they grab onto that. It's like, that's theirs. And that's, that's their friend. Um, I could completely understand that. And I can see how that could play out if you're, that's all you're shown. And we also know, and here's another thing that is interesting about the movie. It really shows that what we watch actually becomes a part of us and it can change us. And that's why we have the Watch and Learn podcast, because as we're actually watching movies, we know how it affects us and how we can learn lessons and things like that. But man, this um, the main character definitely um, he learned entire everything about life, you know, through this. One thing that did stand out to me was 
when, and it was funny, obviously, because everybody's laughing at it or you know, a couple of people that are watching it are laughing at it. And for us, it's kind of funny. But when the bear says to, he, like, uh, everybody's watching it. Everybody that's watching these other, they like, put it on YouTube and people are watching them. And as they're watching it, the bear says, you can only touch your penis twice a day. I'm like, oh, that, that, that was another like reaffirming thing for me where it's like, um, this is, this is a little too crazy that, um, and it is understandable that, okay, they just wanted a kid, but let's steal him and lock him away. But let's, I'll move off of the, the pedophilia stuff in Hollywood, which if you shouldn't watch the out of the shadows documentary, if you don't want to know anything about it, but it is horrible. Like there's so much documentation on this. Corey Feldman literally released names and names and names of people and nobody's going after them because they're Hollywood. They're big names. It's, it's really bad. So we'll move off from that and talk about the movie itself. It was, it, there were at times enjoyable parts. I really liked um, the explosion scene. So if I, I'm going to jump right in my favorite scene was the expl- explosion scene, him planning for the explosion, him seeing, you know, this would be great to have in the, the movie, not just like special effects, but actual effects. I kind of, the type of explosion and what he was buying, I don't know much, uh, but I've seen like Mythbusters and how they get big explosions with fire like that. It's with gasoline. You know, that's the only way that gasoline flies up. I didn't see him get gasoline. So it, it was like the explosion probably could not have been made. I'm not an expert at all. I just, you know, well, I, I would take that back. I've watched YouTube videos. I've watched Mythbusters. So I'm probably an expert now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, you know, so the fireball was a little more gasoline-esque, but um, really, really fun. I loved all that. I love I love him being one-track minded of like, I really, I know what I want to do. I know what I'm passionate about. And I know what excites me. Let me go after that. And that did kind of tie into um, his, his, um, past or not kind of absolutely tied into his past, but also tied into what he wants to do in the future. So obviously we see, man, YouTube, you can make a lot of money. So that's the, this is the right way to go with making a movie. Yeah, absolutely. And I I like how that was your favorite scene. It was a lot of fun. It was surprising for the audience. Like at the end of the movie, when they're showing the movie and that scene, the whole audience was surprised. I was surprised by the giant explosion right there because he lit something. I didn't know what is he doing here? And him and Spencer were at the back of the truck talking about that big unity built and and they both knew what was going to happen. I had no idea anything was going to come. It was so surprising. And I really liked the authenticity and like the genuine reaction of Spencer. I mean, you know, you had a bomb in the back of my truck. We've been driving around with it all day long and it made sense. And not only that. Everybody else's reaction to James coming back into the world made sense. Like, you know, I might not act like his father did, but the way his father is acting towards him, it's totally plausible, right? This is like one of those incredible situations that happens in one out of like, I don't know, 10 trillion people in the history of the planet. You know, we've heard of other people kidnapped and held captive for years, but it hardly ever happens. So I thought it was really genuine, everybody's reactions to the things that James was doing, right? So that was your favorite scene. My favorite scene was at the end of the movie when he's showing the film, two parts to it. Seeing the film and everybody's reaction to it, I absolutely loved it because I was on James's side. I wanted his movie to be a hit. And you, you see him all anxious, wondering if everyone's going to like it. What's he going to do if they don't like it? I love that human element of it. And then seeing in, within the movie, really 
goofy special effects, lava coming down a mountain, but it's drawn with crayon, that kind of, I just, I absolutely loved it. I think if Brigsby Bear was turned into a movie, I, I would definitely rent it and watch it, you know? Um, oh, so, you would. <laughs> yeah, I would, just just to check it out. I mean, something so goofy like this, um, put together just by just some friends going out in the woods and filming their own stuff. I mean, there's a real genuineness, genuineness to a movie like this, right? Just Just people having a dream, making a movie, let's do it. And I, I really love that aspect. So what what's the whole premise behind the creating the the TV show Brisby Bear for just his son? I mean, that's a lot of work. I mean, that's just kind of interesting. Tell me what are your thoughts about that? Well, it was I, I think it was to give his son entertainment. Like he didn't want his son um, growing up with the news, and then ten years after he's kidnapped, when he's ten years old, a news report comes up, and he needs to hide him from the outside world, so he can't know that there's these other shows and other stuff going on in the world. Right? That's the first aspect to it, giving some giving him entertainment. The second is teaching him life lessons. Like you mentioned that thing <clears throat> with. Um, uh, you know, only touch your penis twice a day. You read into that pedophilia. I didn't. That was a life lesson of, of a father teaching his son, hey, it's okay to do this, but don't do it way too often. And I'm sure all of the videos incorporated tons of different other life lessons that the father wanted to teach the son. But sometimes when... Kids have a hard time sometimes learning from their parents, but when their teacher says something, when an adult at school says something, when someone from church says something to them, sometimes they're more uh, open to learning from outside sources, you know, from YouTube videos, from movies and stuff. So you can't have all your lessons just coming from your parents. So I, I think those are the two reasons why he created the entire Brigsby Bear series. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. And honestly, I think that's a downfall of... Going on along that idea of having the Briggs Bear Bear. So if I'm watching the movie and I'm watching uh, the, the main character learning only from Briggs Bear, not from his dad. And I, I know that, um, you know, in general, if people are learning from their parents when they're really, really young, that's where they're most uh, shapeable and most able to actually learn. But yeah, you don't hear him learn anything from his dad. It's only learning from Briggs Bear. So in that situation with, um, you know, some sort of teaching, I fully think that the parents absolutely should be teaching with other things outside. Like my kids definitely learn from my wife and myself. We homeschool. So they, they absolutely get information from us and we teach them what we want to learn where we want them to learn. And then when we, when they go to, you know, outside the world, we watch TV or, you know, interact with other homeschool families and things like that. They definitely learn a bunch of other stuff. But the main thing is, I want them to have my values, my morals, my understanding, and then they could shape it from there because who has their best interest in mind? I do. My wife does. Nobody else does. Nobody else cares about my kids any more than I do. And so no, somebody else should try to, uh, or if somebody else has their own opinion on, on how, what they should learn, sure, that's fine. I completely understand that. But I know the values that I want them to have because of my life lessons, how I built my life, how I've grown my life. And so I think that's a huge downfall for if, if any parent took away from or anybody took away from this movie, let's just have movies teach our kids. I think that's a huge, horrible, wrong way to go. Parents need to be the one that teach their kids because the parents are the ones that have the most con uh, to be concerned about. And on top of that, they don't have an agenda like some like let's say. There is, there is, a, like, they wanted to make this movie. I'm not saying they did. I'm not saying they did it at all. 
But let's say they wanted to make this movie to make pedophilia be okay or kidnapping be okay. I'm not saying that is. But if it is, they had an agenda. They made a movie, made it seem like it's not. But it kind of you know subliminally does it to you. That's an agenda. But as a parent, you literally don't have agenda other than the best for the child. So that's one lesson I would take away is parent or the dad and obviously mom. But the parents should absolutely be teaching their kids, not leaving it up to TV. So that's my first lesson. I understand that. But the <laughs> you say some of the weirdest stuff and some of the weirdest ideas come into your head. I guarantee that the mom and dad did teach him a lot. I'm sure they taught him math and reading and writing and how to be formal and nice to people. Like they shook hands before dinner, right? They didn't rely on the Brigsby Bear to teach everything, even though they didn't show that. I'm sure they didn't. And then your idea of if people take away from this that we should have movies teach our kids, (laughs) that's just such a weird idea where you would get that from like what kind of person would actually come up with that idea they did it in brigsby bear it'll work perfect for my kids i won't teach anything i'll just sit them in front of movies and another thing you, you never said know that, there are there are crazy people out well, there yeah there are but another thing you said that parents don't have agendas no parents do have agendas you want your kids to grow up believing in god you want them to grow up believing that hunting's okay that using a rifle owning guns are okay those are all agendas everybody has ideas that they want to teach their kids So you can't say that you as the parent don't have agendas in raising your kids. Everybody has an agenda. You always want them to learn specific things. Of course, you want them to grow up and learn and do what they want to do. But you definitely like you. I know that you don't want one of your kids saying guns are bad. We shouldn't wear or use guns. And then every time they see the gun in the house or around the house, they have a have a pouty face and they hate. You know, you don't want that to happen. So for you to say parents don't have agendas, I don't understand that either. I may I may have said parents don't have agendas. The only agenda that we have is for what's best for our kids that we believe. Now, I don't go to somebody else's family and say, this is what you should teach your kids because it's not my business. Mm-hmm. And and so, but if somebody did, and I'm not saying that they would, but that's my lesson is don't leave it up to TV or movies. Plop your kid down in front of the TV and have that teach your kids. Parents need to teach their kids. Yep, for sure. I agree with you there. Um, my first lesson is creativity is the spice of life. You know, you hear that uh, uh, variety is the spice of life, but I really don't, I don't believe that. Ever since I've become a creator with all of my poker stuff, you're a creator. You've written books, you do YouTube videos, all that kind of stuff, right? When you're a creator, you're exercising your mind, you're putting your thoughts into the world, you're hearing feedback from others, you're changing things like you're actually getting to work using your mind. Or if you're a creator fabricating cars, you're using your hands, you know, to do things, right? Creativity is what makes life worthwhile, makes you feel um, a sense of purpose in life and accomplishment and pride in the things that you do. If you're not a creator, um, you're just going to end up sitting on the couch. Maybe you go to work, but then you go home and just watch TV and Netflix all the time. Well, James, as soon as he got out of there, he realized, oh, no, there's no more Brigsby Bear. What am I going to do? I'm going to make a movie. And that he got creative, got his friends involved. And that's what uh, I mean, that's what the whole movie was about. Friendships learning to grow and uh, like getting creative together and actually accomplishing and, and doing something. So that's it. Be, so the difference between being creative and creating. So I'm not creative. Like I don't have many original thoughts. Like I, I just see, Hey, somebody did this. This is cool. I could do it. Now that's what I think of being like creative and like uh, somebody who's very creative that can just create things out of like from their mind out of nowhere. I can't do that. But creating like create something new that is you've never done it before. And let me build something, you know, 
plenty of movies have been done in the past. So going along with exactly what you're saying, all these movies have been done in the past. He could have literally just, you know, edited, you know, take all those videos, edit out whatever, made a movie out of that. It's not really creating, uh, being, uh, you're creating something, you know, from scratch that wasn't there. And so I completely agree. If you're building, if you're growing and you're creating, I love the um, the ability to create. Actually, it's I love building things. So I realize that if I'm not building a business, if not if I'm not actively working on my house, if I'm not actively doing something to get things better, to create, be not be a creative because I'm not that creative, but to create things, it's so much better. My life feels better because I'm being productive. I'm doing good things. I'm not just sitting there waiting around for things to happen because things don't happen. You know, what it was to say, a, a rolling stone gathers no moss. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we got to keep moving forward, keep being create or keep creating, even if you're not creative. Because like I said, I am absolutely not creative. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. What's your second lesson? So I didn't have any more lessons because as I was going through it, I was like, you know what? There are some lessons. Um, the only other one that really came to, goes along with what you were talking about with the creating of the movie is being, and I said this in the beginning, was being just focused on what you want to do and focus on what you're passionate about. And if you can make money from it, if you can provide for your family, then definitely go after that. It did tie into one movie we did a, quite a while ago called Crazy Rich Asians. And I remember the uh, son's mom or, you know, the, 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 the groom's mom say, you Americans always going after your passions. That's that's so Western. That's so American. I was like, huh, that's right. As Americans, like we're taught, you know, you're, you're precious. You could do whatever you want when in reality, no, you can't do whatever you want. I'm pretty sure I can't be president. I could try, but I can't just because I will it. It's not going to happen. So, oh, excuse me, all that combined, we need to actually be going for the things that we are passionate about. But at the same time, we need to take care of our responsibilities. Like, I'm not going to just, hey, I, I, my passion is to create a Brigsby Bear movie. I'm going to leave my family, not provide for them and go make the movie. No, no, no. We got to do it within reason. So that, I guess that would be somewhat my second lesson. Gotcha. Good, good. Uh, my second lesson ties along with the first, right? You're being creative. You're putting stuff out there in the world, whether it's movies, podcasts, like we do, <laughs> whatever, right? It really doesn't matter what other people think. Like you do what you want to do. As long as you're doing it the way you want to do it and it's genuine, people will respond to it. And if some people don't like it, that's totally fine. That's good. You can possibly listen to what they're saying and maybe take some bits of information. Maybe you could have improved this. Maybe you could have left this out of your podcast. Maybe you could have said this differently in some way, right? But truly, what other people think doesn't matter. What matters is what you do in life and what you set out to accomplish, like you had just said. Have something that you strive for, something that you're working towards all of the time and, and screw what everyone else thinks, you know? When you try I to appease that. everybody around you, you just don't make anybody happy. And most of all, you make yourself maybe unhappy or dissatisfied with what you're doing. That's brilliant. And you, I, I can't remember the exact saying, but um, you can't make everybody happy 100% of the time. But you, or, or something like that. But basically, not everybody's going to be happy because people have different tastes. Mm-hmm. They have different likes and dislikes or whatever. And one thing I love about this podcast or every podcast, I have three podcasts. But mm-hmm. what I love about my podcast is I do it the way that I want to do it. And obviously this one, we do it the way we want to do it. And if somebody says, oh, this is a podcast, they should do this, this or this. I'm like, no, we shouldn't. It's good. I I, I, I appreciate that you can hopefully help us make it better. I completely understand that. But if you know the better way to do it, you can go do it. This is the way that I like to do it. And on top of that, 
here's one really neat thing about having a podcast. So I teach people how to invest in rental properties and real estate, and you teach people how to uh, play poker. If somebody wants to learn how to play stocks or didn't play stocks, play uh, uh, invest in stocks, they're not going to listen to me. You know, they're going to turn all oh, real estate, pff, turn it off or not even listen to it. So it's self weed them out. And what I love about having online platforms like this is people who stick to us or anything that we put out, they're like, I like this. But if they don't, they could turn it off. Now, you will get trolls, some some bad people that are like just because they're unhappy, they try to make you unhappy or whatever the may, reason may be. But I love the idea that as we're creating, people can literally just turn it off and not continue. But the ones that do, they really like it. They really stick with it. Like everybody watching this and listening to this on the podcast, we really appreciate you guys being here. Honestly, this is just for Sky and I to enjoy each other's time, uh, get together once a week and just talk about fun things that we've always talked about growing up. We've always talked about the movies. And so having this, we... We want you to appreciate it, but more than we want to appreciate it. That's the, that's the biggest thing. What do you does that make sense, guy? Absolutely, it does. You and I are only going to do this for as long as it's fun. If it starts to become unfun for whatever reason, we'll just stop and we'll end on episode one twenty two with no explanation. We're just done. No one twenty three <laughs> or whatever. You know, that's that's basically what would happen. Yeah, we are doing this for ourselves and. Uh, if anybody does, of course, trolls you try to ignore, of course. But if anybody does ever come with like a valid criticism. You know, always be willing to listen and see if, hey, that does make sense. What you say, if we incorporate that in some way, it's going to make the podcast or whatever creative endeavor you're doing, it'll make it better. So not that you have to care what people think about, but or what care care how people think about what you do. But at least listen, because there might be some tidbits of information that can help you improve. I'll give you an example of how that could, but also doesn't work out. So with my podcast, the Master of Passive Income podcast, I talk about real estate and I watched, I read one review and I've learned to not really read reviews very much unless it's like somebody talking to me, hey, I thought about this. Would this help? If somebody's like criticizing you saying, oh, this podcast is horrible. I'll give you an example. One person literally said, there's no meat in this podcast. Like I wish, like it, it has so much potential to actually be good, but he doesn't tell us how to do this. It doesn't blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking back, I'm like, I can, I personally cannot do it any differently to do what you want. Like you said, more meat. I'm like, I'm literally teaching. Like if you listen to Master Passive Income Podcast from zero all the way to where I am now, like 120 plus episodes now, I literally teach you every single step to invest in real estate. I don't know how you could get. And so I read that comment. I was like, how can I apply it? Can I change? Well, I can't. I physically don't know how to do that. So I just push it aside. Even though that comment was a little rough, I was like, ah, Move on. Yeah. But you're right. Taking that idea and see how can I actually make it better if it's if it's constructive. Let's do that. One, oh, I have one more quick lesson. And I did mention this at the beginning of the movie. Um, when I saw the dad try to get the son to do things that he liked to do as opposed to go to his son, like literally in half a second, I think that's the wrong thing to do. Like you need to go to your son. You, he's not the one that is living a normal life, and and all of a sudden somebody's just kind of put. No, no, he was literally ripped out of everything he knows. You need to go there and be with him. She, see what he enjoys. Go after what he enjoys. Show him that you actually even care about him first. Once you do that, then he'll start caring about what you care about. Just because you think it's fun doesn't mean he's going to think it's fun. So I, I that was like the quickest and easiest thing that. As I was watching it in two seconds, like, dude, that dad's doing it 100% the wrong way. 
Yeah, I see what you're saying. And my Monday morning quarterback was don't let them take your son away. Like your son's been locked away for 25 years. Sure, he's going to have some issues dealing, reintegrating with society. Not reintegrating, integrating. Like he was out of society from the beginning, right? He's going to have these issues. Don't let some therapist convince you to put your son away in a mental institute. No, what what you need to do is like what you said. Be there for your son. Get on his page. Figure out what he likes. And I do understand how they wanted to get rid of the whole Brigsby Bear things because that was what he was used to and they want to bring him into the world. But that that just seemed too heavy-handed, too ham-fisted uh, of a thing to do to try to cut Brigsby Bear out entirely. Didn't like that idea. Well, it's, the, it's the only thing he's grabbing onto. He doesn't have anything else. His world's been rocked. He realized he was stolen. Like Everything's changed. To rip that out is just wrong. I completely understand where they're going, the idea behind it. Hey, this was bad people. But you got to understand what it's going to do to him first. Then realize, oh my goodness, if we rip this out of him, he's going to lash out. He's going to run away. He's like, this is the only thing he knows. So let's see how we can take that and shape it to where eventually we help him to grow out of it or help them understand definitely the situation was bad and we're not going to go back to it but let's grow from this. Totally, totally. Love that. Love that perspective. Um, the last thing, I'm sure you don't have a prop from this movie, but of course, I would love to have Brigsby Bear's head. Oh my, you're kidding. That that big old ugly, I mean, it's not ugly. It was really cool. Like if they actually created like the dad or the, you know, the stolen dad actually um, created it, mm-hmm. but it's just monstrous. Like it's huge. You'd actually like that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because I really enjoyed the movie. Like I give this movie an A. You obviously give it an F, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I I definitely give it an F. Oh, sorry. I I thought I didn't know you were Mm -hmm. asking me questions. So yes, I definitely give it an F because, and I'm going off of what you like to say with um, the characters, the main character literally, I don't see him have any growth at all. He never changed. And we like to see change in it. And it was all about him wanting to make his life normal, which is understandable, normal by making a movie, something he was excited about. But, oh, it's absolutely regrettable for me to have watched it. I just, <laughs> I will absolutely never watch it again. And part of me is like, definitely want my life back. Like, oh, it was yeah, horrible. I'm, this I'm is the first movie in a way. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry to hear you feel it. You get an A. I'm just kidding. No, I, this is the first movie in a long time where we're so diametrically opposed yeah. to movies. There's been a couple, but um, I can't remember which ones they are. And so, but yeah, this is the first time that was like completely different. I just was watching it. I was like, oh, can I fast forward this? This is so yeah, sad. I, I liked Blast from the Past so much more than this one. If you guys remember Blast from the Past, it had Brendan Fraser. It had, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Christopher, Christopher Walken, Walken in it as well. He's a brilliant actor. I love that Christopher Walken. Um, but that was an enjoyable. Like, that was more, it wasn't as, also, I think uh, it comes to this type of, it's not necessarily a comedy. It's more, it's a drama, obviously, and there's comedic elements. Maybe I'm just not a drama person. Like, this just watching through a drama, just kind of like, oh. Maybe that's It's just what like it pulling is. me through mud, too. It's yeah. like, oh. Everything combined is just like, this is so boring. Yeah. You get to the point. Okay, he makes the movie. Okay, everybody claps. <laughs> and <Yeah>. so, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but in the end, you know, what's interesting is you and I usually see eye to eye. But this is one rare one. I'm like, I'm like a complete opposite from you. 
I gotcha. Uh, speaking of eye to eye, at that final scene, I shed a tear at the end. I just loved how everybody loved James's movie, and I was really touched by that. But anyway, let's let's leave Brigsby Bear behind. Let's not talk about this uh, movie where we're diametrically opposed anymore. This was my choice. So, Dusty, what are we going to learn from next week? <laughs> we're going to learn from a fun movie, one that we grew up with, and. I realize, obviously, movie theaters are closed down. And I, I also found out that because of coronavirus, my movie theaters are still closed down. They, there's, there's no showtimes. Like, they're still – it's just – it's sad. But you know what's fun is we can watch so many great movies that we know that are really, really good. So I found – I believe it's either on Netflix or Amazon, one of the two, probably Netflix, that all three Back to the Futures are on there to watch all three. So I want to do Back to the Future 1. What do you think? I love it. I haven't seen it in quite a long time, but I know that you and I growing up absolutely loved this movie. So I'm looking forward to that next week. Sweet, sweet, sweet. And thinking of all three, I don't I doubt we'll do we'll actually go through all three, but just I those that story of Back to the Future one, two, and three is just so ingrained in my brain, just because as we're growing up, we can literally see ourselves do that, you know, and, and just go back and forth in time. Oh, it's just so much fun. So good. I'm glad we get to do that. Cool deal. Back to the future next week. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. You know how we feel about Brigsby Bear. Sky gives it an A, Dusty gives it an F. We want to hear your thoughts. So go to the show notes page, watch and learn podcast.com slash Brigsby Bear and leave a comment right there. Who do you agree with? Sky or Dusty in this one? Alrighty, thank you so much once again for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate those eyeballs as well. Uh, until next week, my name was Sky. And I'm Dusty. And we will return with, or next week with... Back to, <laughs> back to the future. Perfect. Perfect.